Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Well, here we are, Monday. It's Monday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, and I hope your week is off to a good start. I want to say a big, big thank you, of course, for your support, your help last week during our pledge drive. Uh, Heard from almost 15,000 people who made donations last week, 14,722 people. Uh, They made pledges, they made donations. If you're one of those, thank you so much for being uh, so generous and helping Relevant Radio. We raised a little over $3.4 million to help with our operating expenses and other things over the next a quarter here. And of course, if you did miss the pledge drive last week, uh, it's not too late. You can still donate. You can still help out Relevant Radio because we are listener supported. And so you can learn about how you can donate at relevantradio.com through the Relevant Radio app, or you can give us a call at 877-291-0123. And so how are you feeling today? Is your is your body adjusting to the time change from yesterday's switch? ending daylight saving time for the year, and now we're going forward on standard time. Did you actually get that extra hour of sleep that everybody talks about? Oh, we gained an hour. Oh, that's great. Or did you simply just stay up an extra hour later into the night on Saturday since you knew you'd hopefully get that hour back overnight with that time change? And for the most part here in the U.S., The entire uh, U.S. does make that switch back and forth, springing forward in the spring and falling back just like we did yesterday. The only states that are the exception, there are two, and that's Hawaii and Arizona. And they both have plenty of daytime uh, light hours there, so they don't consider it necessary to make the switch there. Oh, and one other piece of information that you might like to know about the time change. When you're talking about daylight saving time, the word saving is singular, not plural. And I didn't know that. For years, I've been saying daylight savings times. And if you do that too, you, like me, you need to drop that last S off of savings. Daylight saving time is the proper way to say it. Now, did you know that there are all different kinds of side effects associated with that one-hour time change that we go through every spring and every fall? In the spring, when we lose that hour, when we move our clocks forward, there are several things that can happen. That loss of an hour of sleep, it'll result in more traffic accidents on that Monday following the start of daylight saving time. And similarly, that Monday after the time change in the spring, more workplace injuries happen there. And the injuries are statistically more severe compared to all the other Mondays throughout the rest of the year. In fact, A Swedish study found that there is an increased risk of having a heart attack. It increases those first three weekdays, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, after making that switch in the spring to daylight saving time. 
So that's the impact in the spring. And here in the fall, when we make the change back to standard time, losing an hour of daylight, that can trigger mental illness. Some of the things that happen, it can trigger bipolar disorder. It can uh, have seasonal affective disorder impact you also. That, that's known as just winter depression. And there was a Danish study that found an 11% increase in depression cases right after the time change. Now, those, ch- those cases, the good news is that the depression, it gradually lessened and then finally went away after about 10 weeks. But 10 weeks, that's still two and a half months right there. An Australian study found that male suicide re- rates, they increased in the days following both in the spring and the fall, those time changes. So a lot of different problems associated with changing time. And if you find yourself feeling a little melancholy or just kind of down in the dumps today or over the next several days or even for a number of weeks, then you're not alone. But of course, it doesn't only take a change in the clocks to bring about sadness or depression in our lives. All kinds of factors can lead to feeling uneasy, to feeling anxious, to being depressed. And it's something that we should not ignore. In fact, Pope Francis, he has monthly prayer intentions for which he invites the entire church around the world to pray. And this month, for the month of November, he asks us to pray for people who suffer with depression. And the prayer intention, it reads this way. It says, we pray that people who suffer from depression or burnout will find support and a light that opens them up to life. So today on The Inner Life, we want to spend some time looking at how we can deal with depression, how we can deal with anxiety when we face those in our lives. And we want to look at how our faith can help us in those times, how we can keep our eyes on Jesus, how we can live out that virtue of hope, even when things might not seem so great in the moment there. And joining us to help us look at this and kind of make our way through dealing with depression, anxiety, some of those, those tough things that we all face in our life at different times. Father Rob Kroll is back with us once again as our spiritual director. Father Rob is a Jesuit priest, and he's the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. Father, so glad to have you back here on the program. How are you doing? Are you uh, adjusting to the time change just fine? Well, good to be with you, Josh. And uh, one of the things that helps me today is it is uh, warmer than 60 degrees here in Milwaukee, and there's um, a very blue sky, lots of sunshine. So um, that certainly helps. And yesterday I got, it was a similar day, and I went with my sister and a couple of uh, her sons, my nephews, we did some hiking near uh, Madison, Wisconsin. There's a place called Devil's Lake where you can climb up uh, kind of a, a large rock formation, and then get a beautiful view of uh, the fall, the autumn trees, and the leaves below, and there's a lake there. So actually, all of that uh, has helped my um, my mood to be quite positive, but uh, thanks for asking. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, we've been experiencing that similar kind of weather where I live as well. We live in the Midwest, our family does, and mm-hmm. normally you'd think, okay, 
cold fall time weather, but yeah, it was nice enough yesterday. We, we said, well, let's pull out the grill and <laughs> we were able to do uh, that. I think for one last time before, uh, we head right. into the rest of November, December and right. the winter months. Yeah. So uh, let, let's talk about that though. Heading into that holiday season, this time of year, it can hit a lot of different people in different ways. It can be a great time of fun and joy there can be all the celebrations, you know, you get together with your family, you enjoy mm-hmm. good food, you give gifts, but there can be the stress that's associated with those family gatherings, uh, mm-hmm. dreading, uh, what are we going to talk about this time, or is somebody going to say something that's just going to make me react a certain way? There can be loneliness and depression if you are alone, if you've lost a loved one in the past few years. And then you get to the holidays and they seem to magnify that loneliness. But then everybody else around you, especially when you see just the the image that they might put out on social media, they all seem to be in this holiday bliss. You know, all the the Christmas movies, everything's perfect. Everyone's falling in love, you know, all of those kinds of things. And that can make you feel even more isolated. So if I'm listening and I am finding myself in this sort of situation, I guess, first of all, is there hope for me? Can I, am I going to always have this kind of depression around the holidays or is there a way to kind of dig my way out of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we kind of begin the program and as you mentioned uh, the holidays and some of the difficult emotions that the holidays can trigger, you know, I think where I would want to start is just to, you know, recognize that all of us, every human being at times we feel, uh, a depressed mood, we feel sadness, we can feel anxiety and worry. And these are very normal human emotions, and um, we all have them. And so I I guess I want to start by, first of all, kind of normalizing the experience by saying that um, there are circumstances and situations that arise in our life that naturally cause us to be uh, sad or to um, feel down or to feel anxious and fearful, and um, so that's actually a good thing. I mean, it's our it's our psyche and our body, you know, because we feel these emotions in our bodies. Uh, they're they're telling us something, and and that's important. Um, I would want to distinguish that from what we would actually call a more clinical uh, situation, more of a you know, uh, an, an actual mental disorder that can be diagnosed and requires treatment. And uh, as somebody who did some psychology studies, you know, I, I, I did a little uh, studying in this area of, of looking at what we call generalized anxiety disorder, for example, or looking at um, uh, major depressive disorder. So we, we also recognize that some people, and they're not insignificant, uh, I believe around one in five, around 20% of people, at least in our country, um, experience a diagnosable anxiety as a disorder. And um, so I think it's important to kind of re- recognize that there's a difference between what we might kind of call the, you know, run-of-the-mill anxiety or depression or, or sadness. That's different um, than something that is, is more pervasive, more pronounced, and would would be something that we'd want to actually see um, a professional about, uh, our family doctor, but then maybe also a, a counselor or a therapist who can 
uh, give us some good, compassionate, uh, competent counseling, and, and also, if necessary, uh, to include some medications. Um, I know that sometimes we, we say in this country maybe we over-medicate people, but, but the right medication at the right dose can really help a person dealing with uh, depression and or anxiety. And I say and or because I think sometimes they, they go together. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, now that number that you said, 20% mm-hmm. of the U.S. population that deals with serious or significant anxiety and or depression, that, that's a, a very significant number. Uh, you know, so if if you're if you're in a room with four other people, there's a good chance one of you is dealing with that. I suppose the first thing that comes to mind is we. I think it's very natural to try and keep that hidden mm-hmm. and not want to acknowledge. Or sometimes we might even be trying to convince ourselves, "Oh, it's not as serious as it is." How do we? How do we get to a point where we, number one, do know if we need, as you're talking, you know, the professional help, if we need to go to counseling, if there is something serious going on in our lives, rather than, uh, you know, everybody experiences anxiety. You know, okay, I've I've got to make a presentation at work, or I need to, you know, I have to do some sort of public address to a group, or uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be traveling, and I don't like flying, and I've got to be in the airport, I've got to be on a plane. I mean, you know, everybody has whatever that kind of thing that makes you a little nervous or a little anxious. We all have those. So how do you know if yep. this is just normal, kind of healthy, yep, this is this is the kind of stuff every single person deals with versus something that is more serious. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Josh. And this is where our friend uh, Google can be so helpful because I think uh, just taking a few minutes to do a little research on this can be very helpful. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think you know there might be people listening today that are actually dealing with diagnosable depression and or anxiety. So you know what we can do is if you, if you do Google those conditions, you'll see that um, uh, in the in in the field of psychology, there's something, uh, a resource that's called the uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. It's abbreviated the DSM. And it, it has, you know, very specific criteria uh, by which um, uh, a counselor, a therapist, a mental health professional tries to diagnose whether this is actually something that is more serious and debilitating and needs treatment as opposed to, like you said, just the kind of the ordinary uh, occasional um, moments of, of sadness or depression. If we can, if we can uh, or um, anxiety, I should say. If we start with like depression, let's say what we would call a major depressive disorder, uh, one of the main features of that is that over a period of two weeks, pretty much every day you experience, you know, a very depressed mood. And along with that, you have pretty much a complete loss of interest or pleasure in almost any activity. Now, again, that that's you know a big clue right there. That if if for two weeks straight, I uh, feel very depressed almost all the time, and things that normally do bring me joy and pleasure are are just leaving me completely you know devoid of that. That's huge. And then there are some other indicators, things like maybe significant weight loss when I'm not actually dieting or trying to lose weight, or on the other hand, gaining weight, you know, and seeing a lot of changes in appetite. Um, 
as one might expect with depression, either insomnia, not being able to sleep, or hypersomnia, you know, sleeping excessively, you know, not being able to get out of bed for, you know, days on end. I mean, obviously something is, is unusual about that. Um, just feeling extremely fatigued, you know, having a major loss of energy, again, nearly every day for, you know, two or more weeks. Um, feelings of, of worthlessness, excessive guilt, um, and, and also an inability to really concentrate very well. Um, so having that ability impaired, um, especially if we, if we start experiencing thoughts of death, maybe um, recurring uh, suicidal thoughts, either without a plan or maybe even thinking about a suicide plan. I mean, that's a major red flag. Sure. So, you know, the other thing is all these symptoms that I'm describing, they, they start to cause significant like distress and impairment in just our daily life, like in our social interactions, you know, at, at our work, other areas of functioning. Um, so that, that's when it comes to depression. You know, you can hear in what I'm describing that it's much more serious uh, and prolonged than just a few days of feeling kind of down in the dumps. In terms of anxiety, again, we all feel, like you said, we all feel fearful and, and anxious and worried at times, and some situations kind of warrant that. But when it's, when it's an actual disorder, the worry or the, the anxiety is way out of proportion to the, to the event that we're worried about. Um, and, and again, they have very specific criteria that they often point to when they're trying to diagnose this. So they would say that over a six-month period now, so this is a longer period of time, we would experience a number, like three or more of these symptoms, things like I'm, I'm restless a lot and I feel keyed up or on edge. Uh, I'm easily fatigued, exhausted. I have difficulty concentrating or my mind goes blank a lot. I'm very irritable. Even my muscles uh, experience, there's like in my body a lot of muscle tension. Um, I experience a lot of sleep disturbance, meaning I can't sleep or I, you know, have very, very unsatisfying sleep. And again, these, these different criteria would show up in, in our normal daily life uh, in terms of relationships, our, our workplace, and things like that. So that, that's kind of, you know, it's important to distinguish these more serious disorders from just a typical you know, sadness or... Oh, definitely, or, or. yeah. Uh, well, so let me throw out the phone number here really quick for anybody listening that wants to uh, call in Father. And our studio line is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And maybe you've dealt with this in your past. What has helped you to be able to move past those worries, the stress, the anxiety, maybe some of the depression that you've gone through? And how has your faith helped you in that process? Uh, have you gone to seek counseling for some serious depression or anxiety? Maybe you're dealing with some difficult anxiety or depression right now, and you'd like a little advice. Again, our studio line, 888-914-9149, and our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And so, you know, we're talking a lot about uh, the, the depression or the anxiety that we might face in our lives, Father. How should our faith inform us when we are dealing with this then? Um, because, you know, one of the things that Jesus says to us, one of the things that we heard, especially in the pontificate of St. John Paul II, don't be afraid, be not afraid. 
And there's a lot of fear that goes along with the anxiety or with the depression. There's a lot of, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, or I dread what tomorrow might bring. Uh, how, how does our faith come into the mix here as we're facing serious depression or anxiety, or maybe not even serious, just, you know, it is, oh, I'm just, I'm down today. How, how do we approach uh, that with allowing for the church to help inform us? There you are, Father. Okay, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. Okay, yeah, no worries. Um, no, I think your, your point about our faith being an important resource is really key. And the first thing I just want to say kind of off the bat is I think it's really important, especially with someone who is dealing with a more serious situation of depression or anxiety, not to feel that uh, they can only rely on their faith. I think it's important if it's a diagnosable condition that they get some good counseling, you know, from a Catholic or at least a Christian perspective, of course, um, and also, uh, if necessary, some good medication. So God uses all of that and, and provides that for us. But specifically with respect to our faith, um, yes, I think that prayer is huge because in prayer, we're able to both tell the Lord in a very honest and raw way, you know, the struggle that we're having. And it's important to kind of tell the Lord what it is that we're suffering from so that we feel like he's hearing us, uh, like he cares, like he's present to us. But then we also want to listen for him uh, speaking something to us. And this is where I think scripture can be really helpful. Um, we have many scripture passages that might be uh, invoked, as it were, by a person struggling with depression or anxiety. You know, I think about even something as simple as 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. You know, just to sit with a, a verse like that for a while and let it really penetrate. Or Paul says in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So I think turning to Scripture, there's many more you know, verses and passages we could quote, some of them, of course, from Jesus himself in the Gospels, you know, like John 14:27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now, it's important, again, that if we read a scripture verse like that and we still feel anxious or afraid, that we don't, like, start beating up on ourselves, like, oh, I'm not really open to God's word, or this isn't working in my life. No, I mean, it's not, it's not a, a magic pill. It's not something that necessarily solves the problem immediately. But returning kind of daily, and even multiple times each day, to some very consoling truths in Scripture can really be a source of uh, encouragement for us. Maybe another thing I want to point out for our listeners today is there's a wonderful novena, and I think some of us might be familiar with it, called the Surrender Novena. And it's kind of become more popular in recent times. Uh, it was given to a father, Dolindo Ruotolo, Ru Otolo. He uh, just died in 1970, so he's a 20th century figure. But he put together this beautiful uh, surrender novena, 
and and it's really helpful for people that are struggling with anxiety or depression. One of the refrains that keeps recurring in this novena is, Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Take care of everything. So a novena like that, prayed daily, can be helpful. Um, you know, I have a wonderful prayer from the uh, patron of our seminary here, St. Francis de Sales, called uh, Be at Peace. If I can just read this briefly, it's not that long. But he says, Do not look forward in fear to the changes in life. Rather, look to them with full hope that as they arise, God, whose very own you are, will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand it, God will carry you in his arms. Do not fear what may happen tomorrow. The same understanding Father who cares for you today will take care of you then and every day. He will either shield you from suffering or give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. So just a simple prayer like that, and, it, and that prayer mentions hope. You know, and you, you had mentioned that earlier in the program, Josh. I mean, that's a virtue that we need to nourish, all of us do, and especially when we're, when we're struggling with depression or anxiety. So those would be some resources. Very good. Thank you, Father. And, and our spiritual director is Father Rob Kroll. He's a Jesuit priest, and he's the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. Today we're talking about how to deal with depression, how to deal with anxiety, and what has helped you in your life. If you've dealt with those moments of depression or anxiety, what has allowed you to be able to move past those? How has spending time in prayer or frequenting uh, the sacraments, confession and reception of the Eucharist. How has that brought you some of that joy, that peace, allowing you to surrender those worries, those anxieties, that depression? Uh, maybe you're going through that right now, dealing with that anxiety or depression, and you'd like a little advice, uh, especially from a spiritual standpoint. And that's why Father Rob is here. Our studio line, 888-914-9149, And we'll continue looking at this very important topic right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com forester. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Rob Kroll, a Jesuit priest. And we're talking about depression and anxiety that we face in our lives and uh, helping us to understand how we can approach the depression or the anxiety that we face and how our faith can help us through those moments. And if you've dealt with that, or maybe you're in the midst of it right now, our studio line is 888-914-9149. Again, the number you can call to join the program, 888-914-9149. And Father, before the break, you were talking about that surrender novena. 
And mm-hmm. it got me thinking about, you know, in all of our lives, there are those factors that we can control, but there are all kinds of factors and variables that are out of our control. I can't control mm-hmm. what other people are going to do, what they're going to say, their actions. I can't control just things that happen by circumstance of the random events, well, things that seem random, at least to us on the surface uh, in life. But most of the time, we really like to be in control, and we, or we like to imagine that we're in control of maybe more than we really are. But what can help us so that we don't worry, so that we don't have that need to be in control? How can we let go of the worry and anxiety and truly grow? And this might be the key word, that, that we grow in trust, that okay. God will take care of us, regardless of what may come in our lives. How do we really approach that surrender in a practical way? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've already started uh, looking at some uh, paths that will help in terms of prayer. You know, maybe we need to be more right. intentional and conscious about choosing Scripture passages that focus on the theme of trust. And uh, so certainly, you know, that can be very helpful. And then something like the Surrender Novena. So any, any way that we can be more explicit in our prayer about um, entrusting our lives and situations that we find difficult into God's hands is certainly helpful. Um, I do think, too, that um, calling upon some of the saints more can be helpful, uh, specifically in the area of anxiety and depression. Um, I think about St. Dymphna, for example, who is the patron of those with mental illnesses, and she herself kind of struggled with um, anxiety in her life. And St. Jude, who we invoke as the patron of kind of hopeless causes, so reminding ourselves that we have these heavenly patrons who are uh, concerned about us and who can intercede on our behalf so that we don't feel so isolated and alone. I do think, too, that uh, kind of staying in the realm of prayer, that in addition to pondering and meditating on certain scripture passages that offer us hope and trust, we can also pray for others. Uh, one of the things that depression and anxiety tends to do, just by definition, is it, it makes us turn inward. And so anything we can do to kind of open ourselves outward, and one of the ways we can do that is by interceding for others, uh, praying for them, and kind of realizing that there, you know, there's this whole world that is surrounding me that I can be attentive to and, and offer prayers uh, for it. You know? So I think that, that can be of help to us as well. Um, and I think also, you know, just um, finding people that we can speak with, uh, you know, th- that we can entrust some of this difficulty that we experience. Uh, and and, it, and it, if necessary, it could involve a, a professional, you know, counselor, somebody trained in the mental health profession, but, but also just talking with a good friend, you know, and not, again, feeling isolated and alone, not feeling like uh, I have to bur- carry this burden by myself, but Sometimes just sharing it with another person lightens the load, and and um, so I think that's really important to to take the risk to reach out to others. Um, maybe towards the end of the program, we, I can mention a few books too that are written from a Catholic perspective that can help us both with depression and with anxiety. So, but there are some good resources out there, uh, books or, or articles that you know again reading them might might give us some more hope and just some more practical uh, tips, you know, practical helps as to how, how to go forward. 
Excellent. Yeah, let's let's dive into those in a minute. But we do have a lot of callers that are hanging on the phone here. And okay. so uh, a lot of people waiting here. Um, please be patient. We'll try and get to you as many uh, calls as we can here. And again, our studio line, we do have some open lines still, uh, 888-914-9149. As we talk about dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, and maybe that's something that you're going through right now, or it's something that you've dealt with, and you've been able to make some progress and you'd love to share how you've been able to deal with the depression or the anxiety in your life, what has helped you, especially as you look at it with uh, the, the, the knowledge that there is the hope, the joy, the love that we have in our relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, the care that the church offers us there. And uh, Father, let's go to Joe. He's listening to us in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling in today. Hi, good morning, Father. And Hello, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, so I have been dealing with uh, depression and anxiety for uh, years, to be honest, like as long as I can remember, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. And I'm currently seeing two therapists, and um, I have noticed over the years, as I've put into practice the things that have been asked of me by my therapist, along with prayer, um, that my, my life has, has transformed into, into this incredible thing. So I, what I do to kind of keep my mind occupied is I'll stay active. I play a lot of softball. I play volleyball. I play guitar. I write poetry. Um, I write stories. I read. Um, I always try to kind of keep moving. I'll listen to music. Uh, I'll dance. Um, and it's also transformed into my my Christian life as well, my Catholic life. So I've always wanted to do these things. Like I've, I've always wanted to read at Mass. I've always wanted to teach catechism. And now those things I'm starting to do. Um, I teach a confirmation class now. And it's and I've also, I also try to read at Mass as often as I can to kind of help strengthen my um, public speaking skills and while giving it to God. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I try to try to keep moving and stay active. Mm-hmm. While also uh, uh, recording myself, there, there's times when I'm kind of in a really dark place, and I'll just I'll talk and and I'll record it, and I'll listen to it afterwards, and I'll I'll, I'll kind of pick apart. Okay, well, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll be glad. I'll, I'll remind myself that I'm okay. I'll, I'll physically tell myself, "You're strong. You're wise. You're confident. God loves you. You know, be, I'm appreciative of my parents and." this and that and all these things. And I try to take something away from that. And, um, that's what kind of helps keep my anxiety and depression at bay alongside. I'll also kind of throw things in with certain prayers, like the the prayers for souls in purgatory. I'll, um, you know, with St. Gertrude, I'll say the prayer, you know, Lord, I offer thee the most precious blood of light of divine son, Jesus, in union with all the masses said throughout the world today for my anxiety in this moment or my depression in this moment, you know, and then, and then I'll go on with the rest of the prayer and, you know, for the, for all souls in the, in the universal church, all those in my community and my parish, including my own family and those in within my own household. And then I'll, I also, I'll, I'll throw in, you know, um, uh, in the name of, of, you know, with the, or with the help of St. Gabriel the Archangel, St. Michael the Archangel, St. Homo Bonus, who I'm currently 
modeling my uh, business after, um, and then and also with, with the help of uh, our Holy Blessed Virgin Mary, and then always in forever in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and I usually say that about a thousand times throughout the day <laughs> when I'm kind of feeling some sort of way. So uh, that's kind of, that's what helps mm-hmm. me, and I, I, I hope it uh, helps uh, helps the listeners out there. So thanks for Yo, taking Joe, thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling. I mean, that's really practical advice, and you give some wonderful uh, tips for people. So, yeah, wow, and especially coming out of your own experience. You know, one of the things I think you highlight in what you've said is that we are a complex being. We have a body. We've got a physical dimension. We've got a mind, an intellect. We have a will. We have emotions. And so, you know, sports is something that kind of keeps us physically fit. You mentioned music and poetry and reading to nourish our our mind and our soul. So beauty, you know, making sure that we are exposed to beauty in our life, that keeps helps keep hope alive. Um yeah, and then of course the prayers that you you mentioned that you uh, say regularly. So it's it's both the 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 human and the spiritual always kind of work together in tandem, and uh, and it's wonderful. You, I think, just the, I can hear the hope and the joy in your own voice as you mention these things, and and also to realize what a gift it is that you can you know draw wisdom for and compassion and empathy from your own experience. I think it's one of the things we, we tend to look at suffering only in negative terms, but God uses it for good, for our own good, but also we become sources of uh, real hope for other people, as you just have in sharing something of your story. So um, thanks for calling. That's great. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Father. Yes, I, yes, we're right here. Um, okay. Joe, thanks so much for calling, and um, really appreciate the insights, especially as it's something you're dealing with in your life. Uh, Father, I think we've got time for one more call before we need to take a quick break here. Let's go to Mario. He's listening in Austin, Texas. Hi, Mario. You're on the air with Father Rob. Hi. Good to be with you both. Um, just to share a little perspective on something that's really helped me, and I happen to be a psychotherapist, and I try to help others in this work, too. And that's the perspective of trying to get to the roots and the origins of negative thoughts as they appear uh, in our anxiety or in our depression. Sometimes I think what we tend to do is wait till the aftermath or the, you know, the culmination of these negative thoughts. I think it's real important to attack them at the roots. And one simple way that's really helped me uh, with this is to... um, rather than kind of turn to ourselves in a monologue of negative thoughts, if we can instead kind of take that cue when we notice early on that we're kind of going negative, something feels wrong, maybe even a physical cue, tightness in our chest or breathing or something like that, and instead um, turn to God initially and really turn that monologue into a dialogue with God. So we really kind of change the whole course here, um, I've found, if we can do that and really sort of give our burdens to God in the moment so we can have this sort of way, um, not only in prayer, which is very important, you know, when we make the time, but just in our daily lives from moment to moment to sort of, um, you know, manage our anxiety and depression in this way. Just wanted to share that perspective, too. Yeah, Mario, thanks for sharing that. And again, coming out of your own uh, lived experience and your your experience as a psychotherapist. And 
I think I think you're really onto something important there that we should try to first of all notice early on what's happening. Right? Sometimes we we can get uh, the train gets well out of the station before we really realize that it's running full speed down this track. So the earlier we can notice what's going on, and, and as you say, maybe noticing even physical cues, um, then you know the the better we can address it early and prevent maybe the fear or the anxiety or the depression from getting too severe. And and as you say, you know, transforming what could be just an internal monologue into a dialogue with God, uh, that's huge. And and when God is available 24/7, we can always reach out to Him and share what's going on. And then also listen to him speak into that place uh, of difficulty, and and that dovetails with what I was saying earlier about reaching out also to a, a trusted friend, uh, just getting things out into the light and getting them outside of our own heads uh, is really really key. Um, so thanks for yeah thanks for that very practical advice again. This is great. I'm glad I'm glad a number of you are calling in to share some very specific ways that we can try to manage uh, some of the difficult emotions that we experience. Our spiritual director here on The Inner Life today is Father Rob Kroll. He's a Jesuit priest and the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. And today, talking about how we can deal with depression and anxiety when we face it in our lives. And how have you been able to move past those moments of worry, of stress, anxiety, depression in your life? What has helped you? Maybe you're going through that right now. Maybe you have a loved one that's going through that and you'd like some advice, uh, some insight as to how to proceed next. And our studio line is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And we're going to be right back with more of your phone calls right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. So glad to have you listening to The Inner Life here today. On this Monday in November, and uh, last week we had our November pledge drive, and just want to say again a real brief thank you to everyone who donated. Heard from over fourteen thousand of you raised about uh, a little over three point four million dollars for our pledge drive, and uh, you're just so generous, and uh, it, it really is so humbling to be a part of the work that's happening here at Relevant Radio. Such a privilege to be able to speak with you, be a part of your lives day in and day out. And I know uh, so many others here on the air and those of us who work behind the scenes, uh, we all have that same attitude and appreciation for you and your support of Relevant Radio. And of course, if you didn't donate last week, if you missed the pledge drive, it's not too late. You can still support us because we are listener supported. And you can give online at relevantradio.com. You can give through the Relevant Radio app, or you can call us and donate at 877-291-0123. And I'll give one other phone number here, and that's our studio line, as today we're talking about how we deal with depression and anxiety in our lives, and our studio line here to be a part of the program is 888-914-9149. And Father Rob, we've got Jason, who is listening to us out in beautiful big sky country out in Helena, Montana. Hi, Jason. Thanks for calling in today. Hello. 
Hello. Thank you. Hi, Hi Jason. Hi, Father Rob. <laughs> um, my daughter's going through a rough time right now. Um, she's has, she has some underlying uh, mental health issues that are not addressed. We try to get them addressed, and she refused to. Um, she's with the less desirable people now. Um, unfortunately, I have to say that because they are they they break the law constantly and um it's 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 sad because i mean we've raised my daughter our daughter from uh from birth to almost 19 she'll be 19 on the 14th and she's been in church ever since she was four years old and we don't know what's going on she all of a sudden uproots and says i'm no longer dad i'm just jason uh the family all can just move along and go away um you know i'm i've i've been i've been in in, i've been in church since i was in eighth grade and i graduated in 96 um so i've been in christ life for many years and having this happen just breaks my heart and um i know this is kind of off topic but i just want to have you guys pray for my daughter uh who's going through this um i know she's got depression um and some anxiety but something else is bothering her. I don't know what's going on, but she's not the daughter that we raised. And my ex-wife and I, who is her mother, um, we've, we've been trying to talk to her and it's gotten so bad to where I have to block her on all social media and on my phone because she is so negative. It is like Satan has got a grip on her like nobody's business. And I I can't shake that and nobody else. And, and my mother is like, Jason, just let her do what she's going to do. Let her fall. Because once she falls, God's going to be right there to pick her up. So just let her fall. You know, that's all you can do. Well, it, I will certainly pray for her. Yeah, no, I can hear the pain, uh, Jason. I mean, that's a very difficult situation. And I will pray for her. And I think, uh, you know, your mom has some uh insight there i mean obviously you don't want anything truly disastrous to happen to your daughter but i think sometimes when a person is that resistant and that caught up in in just uh you know objectively very disordered life um that sometimes a fall is necessary it's going to be the thing that is going to humble her and maybe crack her open in a good sense to uh to god's grace and to the help that she needs. So by all means, you keep loving her as best you can, but you also have to be concerned about your mental health. And so it may, you know, I think maybe like you said, blocking her is, is something you need to do for yourself. She's your daughter, you love her, but you can't just let her, you know, also manipulate you or, 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 you know, do things that are not good for you. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the satanic, and I do think that sometimes, uh, you know, uh, Satan does take advantage of cracks in our human foundation, and he can work his way into uh, mental illnesses in order to also make it a spiritual oppression or even possession. So perhaps there's an element there, but it sounds like right now there's not a lot you can do except pray for her and then be ready along with God to catch her, uh, you know, 
when she falls. But uh, I, I will pray for her for sure. Jason, thanks for calling in. And, and Father Rob, uh, you know, just kind of looking at that, if we have somebody in our life, and unfortunately with Jason, it sounds like he doesn't have the ability to really talk with his daughter mm-hmm. and suggest she gets help. If we do have the ability to talk to a loved one and we see them struggling with some sort of mental health issues, with depression, with severe anxiety, uh, what's the best first way to approach this so that we don't turn them off or alienate them, but actually do encourage them in the proper way to get help. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, trying to um, perhaps write them a, a letter in which you express your love, but also your concern, you know, just reaching out that way could be helpful. Um, maybe sharing some resources with them, you know, like some of the prayers that we've mentioned in the course of the hour, certain scripture passages. I know that there is a good website uh, called Catholic Therapists, plural, catholictherapist.com, and they have, you know, people on the website that are counselors and therapists who are on board with the church, so they would respect kind of our Catholic teachings and anthropology, and uh, you can research by state and find maybe somebody in your area. Uh, That might be a suggestion, you know, to offer a, a resource like that. Um, There are some good books out there, too. Um, I can mention a couple of them. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah, so one of them that I think is really well done is called The Catholic Guide to Depression, How the Saints, the Sacraments, and Psychiatry Can Help You Break Its Grip and Find Happiness Again. That's a long title. But The Catholic Guide Guide to Depression uh, by uh, Aaron uh, Cariarty, I think is how you pronounce his name, but it's published by Sophia Institute Press, and uh, he's a Notre Dame grad, and he's a, a Georgetown MD, and so, um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, it's a very specifically Catholic approach to, to depression. There's also another book that I would recommend called Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach. It's written by a religious sister, a daughter of St. Paul, Sister Catherine James Hermes. And uh, it's very popular. It's, it's sold very well. Um, so those would be a couple of things with depression. With anxiety, a couple of things I might recommend are uh, one book is called Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety by uh, a man named Gregory, a Dr. Gregory Popkak. I think it's how you pronounce it, P-O-P-C-A-K. And um, the other one I was going to recommend is From Fear to Faith, A Warrior's Guide to Discovering Peace by Gary Zimak. And... Um, so these are just a couple resources, but there's there's some really good stuff out there, and uh, and I think just you know as as parents as as loved ones trying to help somebody who is going through mental illness too, it it's really important to educate ourselves and to kind of you know exercise good self care. We're not going to be any, any good for somebody else if we're not also paying attention to you know our own uh, emotional health. Right. Well. And Father Rob, I think we're just uh, too short on time to take any more phone calls here, but I want to offer you maybe just a little extra time as we close the show today. Uh, In the last minute here, could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing, especially if they're dealing with depression or anxiety? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, you gaze upon each one of us right now as your beloved sons and daughters. 
Jesus, you who are the divine physician and brought healing to so many when you walk this earth, you continue to want to bring healing to our bodies, minds, and souls. So I ask you to be very close to and to bring graces of healing to all those who are suffering from anxiety, depression, or other mental illnesses. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Rob, for being on the program today. And apologies to those of you who called in and we didn't have time to get you on the air. Of course, the podcast will be posted here this afternoon. You can find that at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Please stay with us for Mass. And, of course, The Faith Explained after that. We'll see you back here tomorrow on The Inner Life. Tell one other person about it. It's such a great way to evangelize. The Relevant Radio app, your Catholic everything app. Get live radio, podcasts, news, prayers. It's free. The continuously updated Relevant Radio app. It's in your app store.